If you're going to self-manage your rental properties, you know I'm a big fan of finding that proper tool to get the job done. Well, we want to tell you about RentReady. RentReady is a really awesome property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. Collect rent online and get paid. Find that perfect tenant with their screening and listing services and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. They can pay rent using card, ACH, or cash, set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it, and even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. Did we also mention that RentReady is unlimited and all of this is flat priced? No tricks or hidden fees. RentReady is designed for people to manage their own properties so you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And RentReady has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the REI Mastermind Network. You can get RentReady's annual plan for only $54 at RentReady.com when you use our special code MASTERMIND. That's RentReady.com, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code MASTERMIND, M-A-S-T-E-R. M-I-N-D at RentReady.com to get RentReady's annual plan for only $54. You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join J.D. as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. Well, we have Jim Monk with us here this week, and I really appreciate your time, Jim. And I, like I mentioned to you, we're going to start things off with your contact information so to make sure everybody is aware because I'm pretty sure you're going to have a few people reaching out to you after we talk about how they can increase their net operating income on their multifamily properties in a very unique way. So let's start things off right off the bat. Where would they find you if they want to follow up? Absolutely. Thank you for having me on board uh, the the, uh, conference here, uh, JD. So uh, conference call. But um, they can reach me at uh, LinkedIn. That's the very first place you can go to. So Jim, J-I-M, Monk, M-O-N-K. You can locate us through that or Closets. And uh, that is C-L-O-Z-Z-I-T-S, which is our website, www.closets.com. And uh, they can reach out through there and either myself or one of our team members will respond back to them as quickly as possible. Yeah. So we were chatting a little bit before the show. And and like you said, you know, I, I want everybody to point you to our YouTube channel because we're going to have this video there as well. But what we're going to be talking about today is closets to a certain ex- somewhat and, and other multifamily uh, net operating income, how to improve a few things and some trends that Jim has been seeing in the market. But uh, what I want to point out is what, if you go to the YouTube channel, you're not going to be seeing some fake Zoom backdrop. That's actually a product behind Jim's Jim's back there. So um, this is going to be an interesting conversation because I understand that you have found a really what in the end, especially when you're talking about multifamily, an in 
inexpensive way to increase net operating in- income, and that's focusing on closets. How did you even come to this, this concept? Great question. So uh, as we were talking about before the show, uh, passive investor in multifamily. So I've been an executive in different areas of uh, different industries. And one of the things that came out, if you've been in the industry long enough or been an owner of property of any sort, is how can I increase my rents? And what we found was, talking to my business partners, was we had done all the hard surface upgrades, you know, the backsplashes, the countertops. We had done the uh, flooring uh, upgrades, paint, we faucets. We'd done all these things. And, and through conversation, we kept saying, there's very little more that we can do as a value add to the property to either justify rents or increase our net operating income so that we have a, a higher level of asset value to the property. And so uh, talking to a friend of mine who was uh, one of the largest renovation companies in multifamily, who's now my business partner, Stephen Bolos, I asked him, I said, look, you've done hundreds of thousands of renovations. I'm curious what area of the apartment hasn't been touched yet? Because it seems like everything's been touched. The common areas, there's just not much in the way of optimizing these things without building new or doing something that's very highly expensive and the ROI is not going to be there. And he said, well, and he came back to me a couple of days later. He said, there's only one area that I can think of that hasn't been touched. And he said, the closet. And I just sat there and I said, what are you telling me? He goes, well, it's wire racking. It's MDF, typically. It's nothing, it's sexy. And uh, I said, well, that's really interesting. He goes, yeah, I I feel that there could be something there. And so I went on this self uh, journey of evaluating and saying, well, what if there was a way from a business case perspective, what if there was a way that we could create a furniture grade product uh, at a nominal cost point that we could install and generate revenue from? That was the kind of original hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And so what we did was we decided, you know, coming out of manufacturing, that was my background. We need to manufacture the product. We need to control the quality, the design and everything. And we need to cut out all middle people as much as possible because I've got to drive my cost down low enough so that it makes business sense. And so uh, it took us about a year to develop the product, get our tooling and everything established. And we then set out to meet with companies and have the conversation of, if you install this closet system, we believe you can get a three to 5% rent increase. We beta tested with a bunch of groups. We believe it will do this for you. Here's the cost. And we believe based on our numbers that the ROI is gonna be between 25 and 37% over a three to four year period. And we went about that working with some of the largest groups out there that we knew of, and they're, they're quite large. And I don't mind mentioning companies like Bascom, Nightvest, UDR. These are companies that have north of 50 to 100,000 doors. So they're huge. Mm-hmm. And we figured if they could tear it apart and come back and say, it doesn't work, then we'd go, okay, there's not really a market. But instead, what they found in markets uh, like Dallas, Phoenix, Austin, Houston, Atlanta, and so forth was, and, and mind you, this is only two years ago. So we're, we're still very much a startup at this point in time, in my opinion, JD, is that two years ago, when we were having these conversations post or pre-COVID, they felt comfortable going, well, we can get a $25, $35, $50 rent increase. What we found was they did get that. 
And what that really resulted in was a lot of these groups coming back saying, hey, uh, you're able to invest, let's say top in 250 to $300,000 in a property. And based on the cap rate we're seeing of, you know, for a lot of them, uh, it was at four to 5.2%, they were seeing returns as much as 3.2 to $3.5 million. So I would take that deal every day. If I invest 250 to $300,000 and I get 3.2 to 3.4 million back, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. You know, but obviously COVID hit and surprisingly we slowed down for a little while, but we have ramped back up even harder now because again, the, the same hypothesis we had is being proven out, which is we are a low cost amenity upgrade and we do this on the turns and make rate. So we're ripping out a lot of old stuff, installing it within a couple hours for our clients as those uh, properties or those uh, units become available. And then they're leasing them up with that increased uh, rent immediately. Mm-hmm. So that's how we kind of got started. It, it, it was haphazard, you know, as far as we just kind of fell into it, but we realized very quickly that no one was approaching it in this manner and designing it as a not the cause itself, but as a program. And so what we do is we go in and we we have a calculator that we created that allows us to look at each property and say, basically, how much are you looking at a rent increase? How much is the initial investment in each unit? What is your cap rate now or your exit cap rate you're looking for? And here is what you could see out of it if it supports that. Mm-hmm. And so we've taken a very business approach to it versus, oh, it looks pretty and people may buy it. It's no, no, we have case studies, we have proof of this. And if you do this, it works. And so what happens is many times come in, uh, JD, and they'll say, let's do it in a couple of properties. We'll do it. And then you'll you'll get the, the call one day, hey, this is really working. Can we go into five more properties, 10 more properties with you? And we're like, sure. So mm-hmm. um, that's how we get started two years ago. Very humble. Yeah. You know, this, this kind of reminds me in something of some strategies that we had been trying, you know, with a few rental properties, because we're in a environment, and I think a lot of people are, where, uh, you know, if, if vacancies are low, you're trying to incentivize people to come to the property with free TVs or free month's rent or a variety of other things. Weirdly enough, at least in our market, some of the things that seem to stick more is like, instead of using that money to incentivize them with a free TV, we will, we would ship lap uh, a wall or something or interesting make, making a a slight change to the property or a slight upgrade to the property that seemed to be more appealing to the resident than a free TV. Right. You know, when we're doing that A-B testing, but, you know. Yeah. And what we've seen is today's residents, especially post-COVID, but even pre, and we call them residents for a reason in the industry, right? You know, they're not just renters anymore. They're residents. You know, they're looking for a place to live and stay and be part of in some regard. Uh, And what we have found is if you're looking at the millennials and the, the uh, the, the boomers as the big groups there in the, the rental area, uh, what we found is millennials are looking for resort type amenities all the way through the apartment, especially mm-hmm. now with us having to shelter in place or stay at home a lot more. Um, 
And then the boomers are looking for more storage space. My mom's a renter herself. And what I found is she has 60 plus years of her life and uh, needs a lot more storage to take and put it in places and keep what she wants and what's dear to her. So we found that they're willing to pay more for that, for either the experience or the practicality of it versus, um, to your point, a concession or something that's a month off. And I will tell you what's been very interesting to us is how it's been adopted. Things that we would have never thought. We we approach it this way, but now we have clients that have come to us and said, "We're not doing a concession," you know, which is basically you're 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 giving them a free month. Instead, they'll give them a free closet system, build it into the cost, and it's brilliant because what it's doing is it's increasing the value of that property. When you're given a concession, you're you're not improving the property; mm-hmm. you're just trying to retain the the, the resident. And have your, you know, have your either lease ups or have your your retention levels be high enough, you know, that you're looking for. And so that's been interesting. I, I think another one is tax ramifications. It was very clever of one of our clients to say, "Look, when we want to defer profits on a property, what we want to do is try to figure out a low cost solution that we can do that and that's impactful, but allows us to defer that. So we want to keep the money in the property versus paying taxes on it." Mm-hmm. A way they do that now is they'll 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 call and say, "Hey, we've got profitability. We need to spend that now, and we're going to either depreciate it a couple of years or we'll write it off in a one year deal uh, on the taxes." And that's been a very clever approach that I would have, frankly, never thought about is using it using our closet system and our program as a way to defer your profits and the taxation on those profits. Mm-hmm. And then the so, adoption of it. In, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say is that, you know, you, you brought up the millennials and the boomers, you know, a lot of the people that are listening to our show is are likely newer to real estate investing. In fact, you know, a lot of them probably get into that single family home scenario, at least for the first time. Um, what are some of those other trends that you've been seeing amenities, if you will, you know, that I, I think, so- I think, you know, the closet thing is, is, definitely a low hanging fruit. I mean, that's something that is, is almost, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I I'm surprised we haven't seen, I haven't thought of this. I mean, it's kind of, you're not the first to say, is it really that simple? And uh, what I would say is uh, yes, but there, there's some caveats to that. You know, you know, if you want to go out and be a big manufacturer and you know, we've got three plants and now we're, we're, we're driving our costs down you know, a lot of it has to do with cost. You know, wood prices are extremely high right now, you know, but we're sourcing from all over the world now. We we have mm-hmm. to, to get an aggregate amount that drives our cost down low enough that makes business sense for the multifamily industry. But to your point, some of the areas that we're seeing, we're seeing obviously smart devices come into play as an amenity upgrade, such mm-hmm. as your Bluetooth door locks. We're seeing, um, you know, um, wireless Bluetooth uh, speaker systems being installed in some of these these places, smoke detectors now that are um, able to be monitored remotely if you're away, and now even with some of these groups leak de- leak detection units, where they make sure that if the toilet is overflowing or a hot water heater ruptures, that it's very quickly notified not only the resident but also the apartment complex so they can prevent or uh, mitigate damage to lessen the damage to the property mm-hmm. and to the possessions. And so th- those are clever ways. You're seeing a lot of that in the electronics front. You're really not seeing as much in my opinion. I mean, there's basic level upgrades you can do in these properties, 
but a lot of that's been done in the last 20 years and there's not been much that's done. When you go out and look, maybe stylistically there's some changes, but there's not a lot of changes occurred in uh, the aesthetics of the apartment industry, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you're seeing it more on the electronics front and, and these these different types of upgrades. What I will say as well is, you know, you talked about the audience being those who are getting into the single family. We again, not thinking through what the applications fully were, just what we want to focus on. Student housing has become a big issue, or not big issue, a big area of focus for us, mm-hmm. as well as um, senior living. And then we started getting calls from large groups that have single family residents, REITs, that are, you know, companies like Tricon is a real good example. I think they have north of 50,000 individual single family homes that they own. And they come in now and will say, look, we want to put this in as an upgrade because typically individuals that are living in our properties, our single family homes, these are true residents and they have families and they they have a lot of things going on and they want more space. Mm-hmm. They're looking for something that makes them feel good and they're willing to pay even a higher price point than those in the uh, multifamily side of it. And so surprisingly, we've seen increases as much as 10% to rents in the single family set where we are either installing the product ourselves, And what makes us different as well is we can either install it or we have a tremendous amount of clients that we will ship the product to them with the design and they will install it themselves or use their local um, uh, trim carpenter, handyman, maintenance folks to do the installation themselves of our product. Uh, We have video sets to do this because we recognize very early on that we're going to have those groups out there, those individuals like you're talking about that may have five, six, 10 duplexes or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're doing it themselves. They're managing it themselves and they go, you know what, I'm handy. Can I install this and get my rent increases? And so we, we thought about that at the very early set, but we went after the bigger companies so that we could get major market traction. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one of the things that I, I, that strikes me, you know, based on just what I'm seeing behind you right now is that, it's such a big difference compared to what a average rental would typically rental would typically be would see. You know, you we Correct. mentioned previously that you're we're usually seeing wire racks, cheap looking. Um, this type of upgrade really, you've already mentioned how you're trying to these people are typically trying to find someplace that are, they're going to be living for quite a while. This is frankly, very homey looking, which is what catches me off guard. You know, if you walk in there and, you know, I have, I have a couple some rentals today, for example, where they don't even really have a traditional closet right now. They just have a wire rack and a clothes hang bar. And it's, it's near a college, of course, but uh, yeah. I could definitely see something like this in, in lieu as, as a significant upgrade to, to these college kids. Yes. So I, I like to use this demo and I, I grabbed it because this is, again, I told you it's not my office, but my sales folks will always go, here's the traditional wire rack. Yeah. We keep yep, it. That's exactly what's in that unit. Yep. And, and this is what I say we, we're fighting. If we're fighting anything in the industry, it's the social, it's the norms, it's the, it's it's the the common uh, commonality of this, which is a lot of people have this or they have MDF. And, I, and the argument we make is 
this will not justify a three to 5% rent increase. Mm-hmm. The, the wire rack will not do that. This is utilitarian. It works. But there's a difference when you look behind me and what the emotion is eliciting the experience. Like you said, homey, uh, inviting uh, is a number of factors that, that we recognized very early on. And that's what we came in and, and, and really pushed was your, your clients want this. And what you're looking at right behind me as an average, an average closet, this is typically with, you know, shoe tower and so forth. And we even have it where it can be retrofitted to have drawers. So now you're talking something that becomes furniture mm-hmm. uh, without the drawer set. You know, our average closet throughout the country is around $750 installed. Mm-hmm. That is our average. It's because we're cutting out distributors, retail, and we go direct to market. You know, and so if you're looking at materials alone, depending on where you're at in the country and shipping your know, freight and taxes, we're three to $600 for materials. And so our money, frankly, is made not in the install, it's in the materials. And so we're pushing out the materials as much as possible to prospective clients and to clients so they can either do it themselves or we can do it for them. Um, and it looks a lot better. And so when you're considering that type of investment, it doesn't take long for it to be um, cash flowing and giving you a solid rate of return. Some of our mm-hmm. clients get it within two years. The average is between three to four years. Sure. And if, if you just to remind you, and I'm getting caught up in this conversation, which was also I have to admit surprises me because we're talking about closets for crying out loud. But if you want to reach out to Jim, I want to make sure you have the, your contact information. You know, it's interesting you bring up LinkedIn. That's becoming a bigger and bigger way for people to, to reach out. I, I'm just, it's always surprising to me that LinkedIn is becoming so popular. So definitely find Jim Monk on, on LinkedIn. But uh, head over to Closets, that's with two Zs, C-L-O-Z-Z-I-T-S.com for more information uh, regarding this. What I think is striking there, what you were just talking about, Jim, is, is the cost of this. If you're considering giving a free month and losing out on that revenue, I mean, you're in most situations, you're talking about one month's rent. That's correct. If not less. That is correct. And it's improving the asset. So even if you don't make it today on your client, you can make it on a lease up. So we have clients that do this for as a way to say, hey, we're going to lease up. You know, you're, you want to get a lease? We're going to upgrade your closet for you. Yes, there's a 3% increase on your lease up. It's not uncommon. But now you're seeing something for that. And so that was an, a very uh, unique marketing tactic that a number of companies are using. Mm-hmm. And, and the one thing I would tell you is I'm, this is our fifth generation product after just two years, going back in the field and doing a lot of stuff. I probably spend more time thinking about this stuff, JD, as far as the quality of the material and what it is, than our clients will ever think about it. But it's because we we don't want to injure anybody, but we also want to be something that's going to withstand the test of time, mm-hmm. especially being a passive investor. I don't want something that's going to become a maintenance nightmare for me. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that I always looked at. And so for us, and I'll take it, I'll show you a cross cut. Not that I don't normally show, show this, but this is three quarter inch plywood. Oh, with sure. a melamine finish. This is not even painted. This is this is a scratch-resistant product. This is designed to not even be painted. So our product is designed to withstand 10, 15 years without any, with abuse, you know, or, or challenges without any problems. And it's because 
we just want to put a very solid product out there in the marketplace that can withstand, you know, I don't want to, I'd like to look back on this 20 years and I'm going, I remember the first one we did and it's still there and still standing. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, you read my mind because I was, that my next question was going to be how this holds up because, you know, I, one of the reasons why I think that you you said your main competition is the, the wire, the wire racks is because that's pretty low maintenance. You know what you're getting yes. and that stuff just kind of lasts there forever until some, and I'm going to speak with experience until some college kid puts far more clothing on there than you possibly could imagine. And they start pulling the, the, uh, the screws out of the wall. That's right. Um, it, it's, uh, what I don't want, you know, and, and when we're talking through this video conferencing call, it might be a little harder for people to see, uh, but it looks like that the press board type stuff that, you know, I've had experience with that where they warp and stuff too, but based on the material that you're showing me, I mean, it, that would, I mean, if you're talking so, 10 years of, of uh, maintenance free, I mean, that that's really darn good. So I, we even get down to the screw level. So all our product comes with its own screws because we were so critical to the point that you made. Our product is tested to do 400 pounds per piece because I, you know, the moment you say, oh, there, there's no way they're going to put that kind of weight on there. I have seen things put on here. I'm going, really? You're going to put a part of an engine block on here. Okay, I get it. I, it doesn't make sense to me. But the standard in the industry is either an MDF or a pressed particle wood-based product. Right. And th- this is the normal stuff. And it's okay. But the moment it gets water, the uh, kind of any major humidity going on or just someone that's not as forgiving. I mean, a lot of times you go in there and they're warped. You know, you, mm-hmm. you see it. And well, that's why ours is a cleated system. It's, it's got cleats in the back to, to prevent warping to something like this. When you compare the two... I mean, my, my experience has been, and this is even thicker, the, the, the particle is, the ply is going to hold up a lot better. And, you know, if we ever have problems, you can just kind of cut it out. Or, you know, if we have to adjust things, we can cut and put screws into it. You can put wood screws in it with, with MDF or particle. It does not take screws well, wood screws well or something like that. Because, you know, again, I'm thinking about, and my team is, what if a maintenance person has to come in and fix it? Well, Ours is a true product that, that can withstand putting wood screws into it, two and a half inch wood screws into it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a that's a very valid point and one that we're very proud of in the marketplace. And so I know a lot of people think, well, there's not much in the way differentiation of a closet is a closet. And what I like to talk about is it's an untapped revenue source for you. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. You just have to think on it on those terms. And the easiest way to do that is, Go put one in yourself. If it's not ours, someone else's, and really see if you can support a three to five percent rent increase. And even in post-COVID environment, we're busier now because, as you probably even know, and this is one of the things you were talking about: is what are the trends? I will tell you that the money is sitting on the sidelines. There's a lot of money out there, and transaction activity is really picking up uh, as it relates to acquisitions and selling off product right now. You know, as far as uh, portfolios or properties, we're seeing a major uptick in that. And I don't think it's going to go away in 2021. Uh, I feel very confident that the market's really heating up as far as transaction activity. Mm-hmm. And um, 
that's where we're pulled in a lot of times is on the value add because now we have clients that'll say every new property we purchase or every new just unit we purchase, we want the product immediately put in there so that we can recognize those rents. And so they're already putting us into the calculation for return. That's the best place to be, frankly. Yeah, this has been a a eye-opening episode in the fact that what I really wanted to do here is is change people's mindset a little bit regarding options and possibilities not of uh, not only of increasing the rent, but sidestep the concept maybe a little or rethink the concept of those freebies that we've been used to giving you know, whether it's the free month of rent or the free TV or the, and, and consider at least uh, improving the property. Like you said, adding, adding that those resources and, and funds to a way to make the place a little more homey or to make the property more valuable. I, I think you've easily accomplished that. I mean, that that's a really something to definitely check out. Again, I'm going to point people to your website, closets.com, C-L-O-Z-Z-I-T-S, and uh, find Jim on, I know you're on Facebook and and Twitter as well, I'm sure, Um, but uh, definitely find you on LinkedIn. I always end with one question though, you know, and and I don't want to uh, end this quite yet. Is there a question that you wished I would have asked today or something we should have covered? Um, from my perspective, and this is always something, and I think the word I, I always come back with is that the industry as a whole is used to a level of conditioning that, you know, and there, and if, so if someone has an idea out there, I'm very big on entrepreneurship and growth of small business. But if you have an idea out there, whether or not it's in the multifamily space, but specifically multifamily, if there's conditioning and you hear a no, you really need to investigate that and continue pushing forward on this. Uh, it's what's made our country great. It's what's made our country, your companies that we all work in, you know, great and pioneering. And so, yes, we've heard no. We've heard people say, I can't believe you really get that. And I, I can show them proof. I can walk them through a property. But there's a level of conditioning in the industry and in many industries that is ready for disruption or change. And so to your point, when you're looking at a mini sets or you're looking to upgrade the apartment or uh, single family residence, you know, talk to your, talk to your residents and see what they're willing to spend on this. I mean, see what's happening because there is massive change occurring. You know, I see it all the time. I know we talk about the technology sector, something that, you know, you're familiar with as well. The world's changed and it's changing very rapidly today. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I would say is that um, it's not so much a question or, or things we haven't covered. It's just that I think you and I are speaking a very similar language of, of change, open-mindedness, and really addressing the needs specifically in multifamily, but it, it affects in other areas of our lives too. Right. Well, I'm going to definitely make sure I have all of your information and links in the show notes. Um, I, I really appreciate your time here today. I am going to, uh, like I said, I, I hope you, uh, we, before we even started recording, uh, I thought we were going to uh, probably talk longer than, than I had warned you about. I was trying to keep, that's, I feel like we went a little abrupt. I kind of put the brakes on realizing that we're, 
over 30 minutes into this conversation. And I told you I wasn't going to take more than 20 or 30. Um, I appreciate your time today. And and I think if you're, if you're open to it, maybe you can come back on and we can talk a little bit more about some of the trends you're seeing in the marketplace, especially uh, uh, you're, you have a very unique uh, opportunity and, and perspective because I mean, you're, you're actually talking to multiple multifamily investors and providing these solutions. And it's, uh, it's really valuable. I would welcome it. I very much have enjoyed the conversation today personally, and would be very open to that. Uh, we are working, Larry, the call I had before this was with an interior designer for a new construction. And so I get to hear about some of the really cool things that design's doing and building materials that are being used, which we didn't even get into, but it's, it's very fascinating. It, I'm just an individual that is very curious. Uh, you probably figured that out when we were talking before the show. I was very curious to know some things. And, and so that really drives a lot of what we do. And um, I would be very open to having a conversation further about that because it's a passion of mine. And lo- likewise, yours, obviously. Yeah. No, it's, it, it, you're always trying to find ways to, to squeeze things out. And especially in a situation like we're in right now with the lockdowns and, and everything else, oh, yes. it's, it, I'm sure that the vacancy rate is, is escalating in certain places as colleges are, are not opening and homeschooling. And True. there's a lot of things that are causing issues in the rental market. And, um, I think all of us are trying to find ways in which to make our properties and more attractive to not only retain the people that are there, but to attract those new residents. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that would be a different conversation. So again, welcome because you, you have that, you have new legislation coming into place in states like California around uh, rent controls, mm-hmm. which is very interesting as well. And what that means to the investors and the residents. And like I said, we're seeing it in pockets of the country and how people are dealing with the world we're in today and what that looks like moving forward. So um, would be very open to some some of those further conversations, J.D. Well, I really appreciate it. Um, again, I'll make sure you're, the links are in the show notes, but I hope to chat again sometime very soon. Absolutely, J.D. Thank you again. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.